I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis and he's Julio. Hey, Julio. Hey, dude. How you doing? <laughs> oh, baby. Yes. <laughs> Energy is high. Spirits are soaring. Chris is in a t-shirt, even though it's freezing. You are wearing a Lakers hat in commemoration of the late, great Kobe Bryant. I am indeed. You know, uh, as, the, as the time of this episode drops, we will be about a week, week and a half, maybe a week or so removed from Kobe's uh, untimely passing. And I'm sure that the news cycle will have become tough for people to. I, I, you reach a point where it's so sad that you don't really want to read about it anymore. Right, right. And right. that's nothing to. That's not speaking ill of Kobe, of course. It, you know, I think the time for remembering him, we will always remember him. But, um, I, I have had a hard time with the internet over the last seven days you're not the only person saying that i can't i can't handle any more of it's it a lot and it's not a, a, a no disrespect to kobe i i just it's so sad that like you can only watch grown men weep over it and hear the, the it's so many times right right um, yeah, i saw a girl post a picture i sent this to you she's like kobe you were such a great da 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 and she posted a picture of dwight howard yeah that's clearly yeah more bad well, the BBC posted in the day in the immediate news break. They posted photo, you know, video of LeBron. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that too. And then uh, also the girl who said Knicks and Lakers combined, and and it sounded like the N word. You know, <laughs> all of that. I mean, big time oops for right, sure, definitely. for sure. Having said that, uh, I think it's one thing to screw up your coverage or to have a slip of the tongue like that in the hour after the news broke but if you are screwing it up and you're posting footage of lebron or something like a day or two after as a major news outlet that's bad that's really bad it's bad but but i'm saying like i understand someone on the editing floor just like very together quickly okay and what with also lebron playing for the lakers and also surpassing kobe's right, uh, right, for, right, for right. third all time on the point scoring thing it, 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 it makes it's right. a little Makeable. more forgivable. It's a little who, more, who more cares? Makeable. Yeah, I agreed. And not for nothing, to get mad at that woman for somehow putting the the N word together as a combination or whatever. Does anyone really think she was trying to be racist? Dude, and it also doesn't necessarily sound like any, an actual racial slur. No, it sounds like exactly what she said it was. Can I'm we give trying... her the benefit of the doubt? She's absolved. That 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 shit, and it, not not that it's for us to absolve her, but <laughs> but would anyone be that stupid as to, does this mean that that woman shoots from the hip and throws the n word around all the time? Definitely not. I yeah. don't think that's we could say that necessarily. Yeah. So let's keep some perspective here. Obviously, uh, it is the one of the worst tragedies. I, I've ever felt I I was so kind of unable to process it. I don't know. It affected me more than it my grandparents passing. 
It was really, dude. That, that's an interesting thing. That Isn't you're that saying. crazy? It's very, it's very accurate. I it's thought a very about profound that tragedy. This affected me more than the death of my grandparents. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think if that resonates with me, and it definitely. I don't know if I can say the same, but like it definitely resonates. I'm sorry to my grandparents for saying that, but this is true. Well, maybe that means your grandparents had a good run. The, the, the maybe it, cut shortedness of this tragedy. Maybe it doesn't mean that they did a good run. That <laughs> maybe they should have given me better presents at Christmas, and I would have been sadder. You're like, no, I just didn't like them, dude. You know, you. It's like every. How does a, a fifty dollar check compare to a fifty point night at Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Like I, 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 you know, one, I would one mental more to me, you know, Dude. Kobe's performances. You know how many times I've watched that eighty-one point game on YouTube? Crazy. And wasn't that because his mom came to watch him or something? I think it was. I don't know. I remember it came in the midst of him scoring a whole bunch of like sixty-point games. And right. dude, he was James Harden before James Harden. In that, in the year after the the rape allegation, I remember him just like scoring so many points that it, it was it was comical right but also at a time when his lakers were very bad right 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 anyway i heard well i oh, heard sorry. no it's okay i heard about it and i was telling you this i just happened to be visiting the statue of liberty for the first time yeah when i heard about this and it was insane to because he had just broken and it wasn't even really on the news anywhere yet it was just on tmz like it, it just happened so it was insane to watch everybody on that island find out and hearing people in different languages talking about Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I literally heard da, 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 Kobe Bryant probably in five different languages. Wow. It was a really crazy, like yeah, global thing. Kobe dude. Bryant. Dude, literally, literally. Mm. It was crazy. Uh, who do you think that was? I don't know. Japan. Oh, really? That's Japanese. Japanese. That's how they say it. Yeah. And apparently Kobe <laughs> did a lot for Japan because of the bringing Kobe beef to the fore. Really? Yeah. That's true. Dead serious. That's crazy. Yes, you can look that up. He affected the market for Kobe beef. Holy shit. Because <laughs> due to his... Imagine if Kobe had been like some bench player that nobody knew. Right. 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 His, Kobe being synonymous with greatness made everyone real, think probably that Kobe beef was right. the highest quality. That's crazy. Yeah, put, put Kobe beef on the global map so dude my family's really like my dad loves kobe too because kobe grew like lived in italy italy big italian and all the italians love the fucking guy so hearing him speak italian, italian fluently is one of the coolest things ever yeah always made me think you know what a renaissance man 100 went to prom with brandy a lot of people forget that did? yeah high Damn. school prom with brandy that was Jeez. a big thing how um i would guess he asked her and she was like oh yeah big basketball high school basketball star he was a big star already. yeah he was lower marion lower marion in, in pa right guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running 
It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. We were, so this coronavirus is a thing that uh, people are a little shook about. And the market took a big tumble on Monday. It appears to have recovered since and may continue recovering. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it. I'm going to say that this is not going to be a big deal. I'm, a, I'm one for one so far. I predicted the Iran thing de-escalating, which I'm proud of. Um, and now, geopolitics with Giulio Gallarotti. Well, anyway, so there's reasons to believe that this uh, quote-unquote outbreak will be much more uh, contained. First of all, it's less severe than the whole SARS situation. Okay. China, although they covered it up initially, the period for, with which they covered it up was significantly shorter than the last time. The last time it took them about three months to kind of admit what was happening uh, with the SARS situation. And this one, and it was happening in a couple of weeks. They appear to be taking measures to prevent the spread. Um, so I think everybody, we don't really have anything to worry about. However, I stumbled upon a very interesting article written by Lori Garrett in Foreign Policy Magazine. She has spent a lot of time in areas where there are epidemics happening. I guess that you call it pandemic, epidemic. And she made a list of 10 things you can do if you're in an area that's having an outbreak mm. to make sure that you do not get it. And this woman is sort of the uh, outbreak whisperer. Apparently. She is the <laughs> <laughs> she is the expert. She's but this woman has lived through multiple epidemics. She was there for SARS. She was there for SARS. She's never gotten it and she doesn't wear the masks either. So all you fucking bozos walking around with the masks on over yeah. your face, you don't need to be doing that. Maybe we should consider the fact that old Lori just has built up an incredible immune system and has no <laughs> susceptibility to these diseases. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alright, so here's the top here's the list of 10 things by Lori Garrett that you could do to prevent yourself from getting some kind of virus situation. If it's present where you are. Okay. Right? Yeah. Number one, when you leave your home, wear gloves. Winter uh, mittens or outdoor gloves and keep them on in subways, buses, and public spaces. Okay. Seems reasonable enough. Number okay. two, if you are in social situations. Excuse me. Take that back. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Number two, if you are in social situations where you should remove your gloves, perhaps to shake hands or dine, do not touch your face or eyes no matter how much something itches. Ooh. Keep your hands away from contact with your face, and before you put your gloves back on, wash your hands thoroughly with soap and warm water, scrubbing the fingers, put your gloves back on. I'm, I'm going to pause you for one second. Did you see the movie Contagion? No. Oh, really? It's pretty so. good. It also became like a trending movie that everyone started watching again uh, when, when this outbreak happened. Oh, really? It was like hot on Netflix. And it's about this kind of shit? Well, I remember them saying the average American or average person touches their face something like, you know, 480 times a day. And we don't even realize it. Dude, after I read this bullet point, I made a point to myself. I was like, I'm not touching my face for the rest of the day. And before I was finished with the list, I caught myself scratching Dude, my face. us talking about touching our face is making my face itch. I want to touch my face so badly <laughs> right now. My face itches too. Ah! Okay. okay. Dude, we're yeah. fucking... Oh. A couple of fucking turkeys, dude. A couple of turkeys here. <laughs> gobble, gobble. <laughs> yeah. All right, number three. So now this is when this stuff starts to get tricky. Number three, change gloves daily, washing them thoroughly and avoid wearing damp gloves. That sounds already like pain yeah, in the ass. I don't have that many pairs of gloves. Number four, masks are useless when worn outdoors and may not be very helpful even indoors. Most masks deteriorate after one or two wearings. Usually the same, using the same mask day after day is worse than useless. It's disgusting. Ew. Blah, 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 bacteria, whatever. So she's saying leave the mask, but yeah. take the gloves. 
Yeah, it's really just not good for you to, to even wear the mask. Okay. Number five, inside your household, remove all of the towels from your bathrooms and kitchens immediately. Replace them with clean towels and have the names of each family member on them. Instruct everybody in your home to only use their towels. Never touch another family member's. Hmm. I tell my girlfriend not to use my towels, but she does it anyway. Really? Yeah, it drives me fucking crazy. Are you serious? Yeah. Because we don't have monogrammed towels. They're mm. all just gray, generic towels. Bed, bath, and beyond. So you don't like when she uses yours? I want us to have our own towels. Uh, I want her to have hers and then me to have mine. I don't want us sharing towels. How come? You know, there's a lot. Vaginas have a lot going on. I, 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 I don't want vagina crumbs on my face. I think she's got to get up in there to dry. I'm not excavating my penis with the towel that could then end up on her face. <laughs> Proud of my investigative journalism here. Keep dude. it going. We got to the bottom. Starting to piss me off. <laughs> Number six, be careful with doorknobs. If it's possible to open and close doors with your elbows or shoulders, do so. You know how much what? of a psychopath you're going to be looking at the guy wearing fucking blue plastic gloves, just fist bumping everybody, opening doors with your elbows, changing your towels, monogramming everything. Oh, man, dude, you're going to hate this. And similarly, be cautious with stairway banisters, desktops, cell phones, toys, laptops, any objects that are handheld. Oh, hey, yeah. Everything. Just going to raw dog stairs, you know, <laughs> fucking walk down willy nilly, hands in the air. You know, you know how hard it is to take stairs at night without the railing. Yeah, man, this is yeah, this is, these are tough. If you share meals, do not use your personal chopsticks or utensils to remove food from serving bowl or plate. That's feels really a little standard. racist that she started with chopsticks. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, yeah. oh shit. Absolutely do not buy, slaughter, or consume any live animal or fish until it is known what species was the source of the virus. In this case, I think it was bats and cats. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's a lot of bats. I think we gotta remove bats from the uh, the old menu. <laughs> You know what I mean, dude. I was talking to dude. I was talking to Ricky Velez yesterday, and he's like, "Dude, why the fuck are they eating bats?" Yeah, I was like, dude, seriously. Yeah, what the fuck? Oh, right. my face itches again. Oh. <laughs> All right, two more. When the weather allows, open your windows at home or work, letting your space air out. And finally, if you're caring for a friend or family member who is running a fever, always wear a tight-fitting mask when you are near them, mm. and place one on the ailing person unless they are nauseated. Okay, so she does come back, and and right. she she promotes the mask in the last that seems almost like it contradicts her earlier point right that is interesting i think mm. she meant keep the masks fresh like don't reuse them yeah when you replace an old dirty mask from the face of your friend or loved one be very very careful assume for the sake of your protection that it is covered in viruses and handle it while wearing latex gloves place it inside of a disposable container seal it and then put it in the trash dude see this is why i could this never a be a work. doctor yeah, you dude. know what what are these doctors who have to go to the hospitals that are at ground zero of these outbreaks, dude? And are they just that dedicated and, and uh, to their job that they believe so strongly you're gonna get it? Yeah. If your whole day is handling and working with people that are infected, aren't you gonna get it? Like, right? In theory, now I see what you're saying. It's so stressful. I would be like, S sorry, you know, uh, I'm going to take some vacation days at this time. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to Hawaii. I am leaving where Wuhan. It's quarantined, and, uh, and I'm just going to surf. 
for two <laughs> weeks until this all quiets down a little bit. Uh, that would likely be the move. Yeah. At the end of the article, it says, "Be do not panic. Be safe. Yeah. It sounds like we should potentially panic. That's if you're always going to make me panic more than if someone doesn't say, don't panic. <laughs> Guys, we're going to mix things up a little bit today. Uh, we recorded with Remy Casimir um, from How Come Podcast, and the interview was so interesting to us that we went pretty long. So we're going to actually incorporate part one of our interview with Remy Casimir for the second half of this episode today. And then, of course, our full episode with Remy will, part two, come out on Thursday. So here is Remy Casimir. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio. G, how are you? Good, man. How you doing? Boy, I'm excited for our guest today. You know her. Oh, yeah. Know her well. Remy, yeah. Remy Casimir. Remy Casimir. How are you, Remy? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm so happy to be here. Man, we're thrilled to have you. It's Remy Casimir. She is the host of How Come, the podcast about uh, orgasms. Yeah. And lack thereof. Yes. And how to help people find a way to come. Yes. You are one of the OG podcasters, I would say. No. Well, maybe not. not no, like, not, not like at all. Going back too far. But, but <laughs> no, but yeah, you, no, enough you ahead are of the old. curve. No, I'm not. You're our elder in the I podcast. I am your elder. Actually, <laughs> I feel in some way as if I begat you. Oh. Not really. But you know, also, you know I, how I, I haven't heard begat ever. Not from the Bible. I've heard begets, but I didn't. I wouldn't have known that begat and was Adam the past. begat. I don't even know what Adam's kids were named. Adam begat yeah. Eve. I would oh, have no, thought it no. was a begot. What were their kids? Their kids were the one was the bad one, and one was Cain the good. and Abel. Cain and Abel, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And then Cain begat. Oops, the podcast. Yeah. Oof. Cain. Yeah. Cain. No, but was Cain. my podcast one of the first ones that you had ever done? It may have been the first podcast yeah. I ever did. Yeah. Unless, that episode was got I at Barstool cut. there? Yeah, you were. What happened? Well, then guys? I'd probably done I'd probably been on one at Barstool because they were Okay, like yeah, that's true. Podcasts. Yeah, I've podcasts never heard have been this around story. Forever. You've never heard this story? No, Not I from want either to. of us? No. That's so stupid because both of us love to talk shit. And we love to talk about like shitty situations we were in, and it was a shitty situation. And we've talked about it since, so like we're cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> but, uh... I, I, I'll be honest with you. I I'm going to plead ignorance on this because uh, what? First, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> you, you'll agree. You'll agree. I, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Well, I will and explain that I in also, my telling of the story. I also didn't realize until after that it had gone poorly. Oh, hilarious. I had no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. Until Remy, like years later, was like, when you did my podcast, it was the worst episode we've ever done, and we didn't even run it. Well, that's not true. It's not the worst one we'd ever. Okay, so for anybody who doesn't know what How Come is, like, yes, we talk about orgasms, but it started because I had never had one. I really wanted to learn how, and I wanted to be held accountable because, like, people had given me tips, but then I'd always, like, kind of give up. And so I was like, all right, how do you stay accountable? Podcasting. So. The second episode that we were, the first episode we recorded, great. That one lives on forever. The second one was with Francis and his girlfriend at the time, who was a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, this will be great. They're a couple. Um, we can talk about like my problems and like how they have sex. Cause that's usually like what everyone tells me is like how they come and like that's where the tips come from. 
Um, and I was like, they look like such a sturdy couple and they're both like hot and they're both like big on social media. So like, that'll be good for the numbers. Can um, I pause you really quick? Sure. We, were we the second episode ever? Of ever. The oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, got it. Okay. So yeah, it was like in a time of like, like I always say it was like coming out as anorgasmic because everybody like who finds out like looks at you like you have nine heads or like they feel so bad for you or whatever. Like it was, it was not fun but and, and i feel like really brave that i did it but so um <laughs> so yeah i had messaged my friend and i was like yeah and we didn't know each other that well we had met like once at a birthday party right, where we right. like established we were both comics and yeah it was like seems like a nice guy and so i reached out to her and i was like oh would you guys be down to do this together and she was like totally and i was like but make sure you tell him what this podcast is about because it's a really sensitive topic to me and like yeah, like I'm I'm not anything right now. So like I just need a lot of support in this. And she was like, definitely got it. And when you guys showed up, I think you guys had maybe been fighting, but I wasn't sure. And it just seemed to me like you were so pissed to be there. And you were just like, why am I at this fucking non-studio apartment like I, I, I have to be honest. I do no, not have that you feeling not at all. Mad? I, I was so high okay. from the weed that you okay. guys had <laughs> yeah. that I maybe I didn't know where I was. We did, yeah. <laughs> but there was, was no accident. bad feeling. I felt okay. giggly and goofy and floaty. I have trashed the episode <laughs> so we cannot look back at it okay. because it was traumatic to me. But it like maybe you were in your head high or whatever. But the second I said, like, this is what the podcast is about, you were like, What? You were like, that's crazy. This is insane. What the fuck? Also, like, both of you were so tight-lipped on your own sex lives. And you didn't want to talk about exes because God forbid. But but you were both like, when we have sex, we both come and it's fantastic. We're both super hot. And I was just, and like, oh, there I, must be something wrong in your relationship. Horrible. Yeah, there must be something wrong in your relationship. And so then I went home and I started hysterically crying to Ben, who's Julio's best friend. Um... And my boyfriend, and boyfriend yeah. yeah, and I, yeah, no, I, so I was crying to Julia's best friend, no, and, uh, and I was like, one thing led to another, you know, yeah. you know how these things go. Then we started fucking, no, um, no, so my, yeah, my boyfriend, I was like, I can't do this, like, I can't come out to the world that I, because like, I was like, even Francis thought I was like such a freak, and also, it was funny because the dynamic was, I think you were under the impression that the podcast had a lot of followers, and she kept saying no one's listening to this uh, so it was this weird like tug and pull of like very insulting it was yeah, so yeah. fucking insulting <laughs> and sad and like but i'm on the right side of that yeah, yeah. no you were sure but are. yeah you yeah you just didn't really want to talk about your sex life and you thought it was crazy that this had never happened to me or yeah yeah i remember it being insanely high and uh because you guys are all real professional weed Stoners. smokers yeah and all of you did the pre-podcast joint pass. And I was like, mm, when in Rome. Yeah. And then I was just an absolute noodle. Yeah. But, but I, also you should have known what it was coming in. That was really that was fucked the part, up. That was the part that, that you was were weird. blindsided. You guys kept me in a room down the hall <laughs> while you and she started and oh, went for like 25 yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then... 
it was like a, a joke, supposed to be like a joke on me. So I felt like I was no. being God. Oh, really? Okay, so no, the format of the podcast when it first started, like before I had come, spoiler alert, I come now. Bow, bow, bow. Wow. Um, yeah, six episodes in, I totally blew my load real early. Um, but the format was, well, thank you, uh, format <laughs> was I would sit with somebody that I was really comfortable with first to discuss how I was doing that week and how last week's assignment had gone because somebody mm. would give me an assignment and then I had to do that. So like the first episode I sat with my sister, the second one was with my friend from college who was your girlfriend at the time. Mm. So it was like always a, a 30 minute segment before the other person. Oh, I see. How yeah. long did you date this person, Francis? Uh, probably six months. Okay. Yeah. Wait, did you go to BU? Mm-hmm. So you two went to school together. Julio and I have known each other since I was probably 14. Remy's been following me around for my Stop life. it. Holy Stop moly. it. Julio's been casually where I've been going my whole life. Remy follows okay, me around. Okay, let's not play the Christopher Columbus game. Well, is there more yeah. to this story first? Because we'll get into that. Um, I want to hear. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That, that's kind of. I, I, I will say this. Uh, I do not have such traumatic memories from that well, night. Well, of course, it wasn't like a I, big I, like like I, that was one of the biggest deals. This, I mean, the podcast now is like the biggest deal of my life because it's something that was like real sensitive to me. Totally. Yeah. But what I mean is, uh, you know, I there was no part of me that was like, "What am I doing here?" Mm -hmm. You know, this stinks. Like, and I also don't really remember feeling so judgmental of you for having not come. Mm. Um, it, it, the only thing I can explain as to why you walked away from that feeling those ways yeah. about me was that I was very in the dark. Yeah. I was very confused, but that yeah. was meant to be like a, a joke on no, me. No, it wasn't. I said, I wrote her and I'll show you the thing before I said, make sure he's not coming in cold. He needs to know that this is what's happened. This was last week's assignment. This is what I've done so far. Like everything that you would be in the rundown. I think I she thought it would be funny to surprise me. Well, she was not my producer, and she should not have done that. That's that's for you to to to, to work out. I agree. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. I'm the crossfire. <laughs> no, I've talked to her about it too. Uh. Like, it was just yeah, and also like, you know, when you're insecure about something and you like put feelings on other people, like mm -hmm. that. I was probably definitely doing that as well. Got um, it. Because it was a number one insecurity of mine well and i and i was like really in my head because at the time in my relationship like we weren't that solid mm -hmm. so i was like here's this glowing beautiful couple that's coming constantly and my boyfriend can't even write me a love letter mm -hmm. you know well you guys are still together and you're not you <laughs> and so that was the thing was it was afterwards i'm like crying to him and i was like i can't do this this couple's so perfect and he goes oh they're probably fucking other people they'll break up in a week and you guys broke up in like two weeks ben stradamus ben stradamus yeah for the record we were not fucking other people no that's what he just as, makes me feel as far as i know no, you guys, but, neither of you were fucking other people yeah 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 um wow but that was uh, yeah and then and then we started to run into each other more on the comedy scene which was mm -hmm. great and uh uh it's it's great to have you finally here i know i'm so um, happy on, on oops the podcast it's great and so great Let's... Yeah, remy and i go way back it's really funny how yeah. our lives have just had parallels i used to give tennis lessons at this cl uh this tennis club in the hamptons mm -hmm. For, did I, for two summers when I was in college. And I worked at the desk. Remy worked there. <laughs> you weren't a babysitter? 
I was. Okay, did I, did man, I did many jobs there. I was okay. a counselor. Sometimes I babysit. Sometimes I was a hitter for tennis. Um, but mostly I worked behind the desk. So Remy was like the. So so I I taught this program that was kind of like for the quote unquote good players at the program. There were some decent kids in the in, in the program. Oh, I was uh, in WTT. You were too. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I guess Remy was yeah, in yeah, it as yeah. well. Wow. Um, but I remember Remy was like the cougar of the kids there. Like all the kids who were like 12 and 13 wanted to bang Remy. Wow. And I wanted to bang them too. They thought Remy was like a minx. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, everyone. Silver haired fox who's 24. <laughs> no, no, she was like 15. <laughs> and all these fucking, you know, 12 year old prepubescent kids were all fucking rocked up for Remy, dude. Yeah. Rocked up. It was funny. Yeah. Uh, no, but we all thought they were, like, all the older girls, like, we thought that the small boys were hot, too. It was, like, very problematic. That's funny. Mm. Like, me and, uh, you don't remember her, but this other girl wrote, like, a song to skater boys, but it was like, they are our tennis boys. They, it was disgusting. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Wow. That's really bad. Yeah, um, I was trying to explain it to Ben recently. I was like, yeah, there was this kid named Len. He was, like, nine. Len Chenfeld. And he was two feet tall, and we all <laughs> thought he was so hot. Shout out Len Chenfeld. Yeah. Chenfelds are good people. You don't meet too many Lens anymore. Len. I know. Len, Noah, and Dylan, the three brothers. Yeah, shout out to the Chenfelds. The they Chenfelds. rule. They're fucking badass. Yeah, they they skateboard what, and shit. What what tennis club was this? This is called Sport Time Amagansett. Yes. Uh, in Amagansett, which Sounds is part of East fancy. Hampton. Yeah. It's, it's, it, the vibe isn't too fancy. The vibe's not fancy. It is yeah, fancy it's in a people, fancy place. Not being fancy. Yeah. Is it all whites? No. no. But it's oh, you a don't lot have of... to wear all whites. But like, uh-huh. no, no, that's, I, what, I meant. that's what I mean. Really? Okay. Yeah. You thought racially. Yeah, I did. No. No, no, that's that applies in no. There's, there's I mean, all there's races. another club, yeah. Maidstone, which is all whites and all whites. No Jews. No Jews. Yeah. My dad's been trying to get in for years. I'm like, they don't want you, Joel. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, pal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that club, and it's funny how much that that those two summers affected my future. Like, mo- like the people that I live with yeah. now, I met there. Teddy is yeah. one of my best friends. I met him. Remy, obviously, and a variety of other people. So it's been very impactful. Yeah, and mm. Julio was a senior at BU when I was a freshman. Right. And so I had together. a very um, sexually active roommate who would always have guys over, and she'd always kick me out, and I'd be like, well, I don't have funny fucking friends. It's like my first year of school, but I knew Julio. So I'd be like, can I like, come over to your house? And I'd just like, watch him play Zelda until she was done. Oh, yeah. Wow. My roommate would make her play. Yeah. Or we'd smoke weed and like hang out and shit. It was, it was fun. Yeah, and I had to be like book girl. You know, before you had to could look up cheats, there was like the book. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Remy oh. was was instrumental in yeah. our video game okay. play. Who's your roommate? She's an actress now. Oh really? Yeah, but she dropped out of school. Oh yeah. After she doing year. well? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell with actors, and it's yeah. hard to tell with anybody on like Facebook. Like some of my friends will come up to me some weeks and they'll be like, oh my God, you're crushing it. I'm like, I want to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, you were born and raised in the city. Yep. So school ends. I know I'm doing comedy. You yes. graduate, you come to the city and you know, you were hanging out with us yeah. before you had started doing comedy. At yeah. what point in your head were you like, maybe I should do this too? Like, had you always thought about it? I've never asked you this. That's so cool that you've never asked me this and that I get to do it on your podcast. So yeah, I cool. always wanted to do stand up since I was like 14 mm-hmm. years old, like ever since <laughs> 14, <laughs> four. Well, no, I always wanted to be on SNL mm-hmm. that like that was like, I think a lot of New York kids grow up watching it. And I, I just always felt like, oh, my friends are hanging out without me. Like, I really want to be on that show. And then when all the Comedy Central half hours started coming out, I would download them on Kazaa. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like illegally. And uh 
So I was like obsessed with Nick Swartzen and Maria Bamford and Pablo Francisco. And I was, I would just oh. memorize all those specials over and over and over. And every year in my diary, I'd be like, like, like this is what I want to do this year is like stand up. But I didn't see anybody in our world doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, especially like even on TV, like there weren't many women who looked like me or like came from the Upper East Side. Like it was like, you don't do that. Right. Like you marry a doctor, Remy. You right. don't do a right. stand up. Um, so then when I went to school, uh, and one of my roommates was in school for like comedy writing, I was like, okay, that's her thing. And then you started doing it and I was like, okay, stand up's Julio's thing. Right. And, uh, yeah, I didn't realize for a while that it could be my thing too. And then I started improv. Do you remember when we ran into each other on the subway? Yes. And we hadn't seen each other in like a year or something. And you were like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I just started UCB. I really love it. And you're like, that place is a cult. And I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Very. Ugh. I'm glad I was so supportive. No, Ugh. but it, but I and I was like, I was like, yeah, it like it is. It's really like culty mentality and like it's great. But like um, you were like, yeah, I don't know. Stand ups and improvs don't really whatever and it's true like a lot of stand-ups it's look down different. on improv it's, just, it's not that yeah but like they're different they're avenues. they're totally yeah right. uh and then yeah i was doing improv for a while and then somebody saw me tj del reno saw me oh, at a wow. jam and came up to me after when he said you're really good you should do stand-up and i was like i know right and then he taught me the ropes interesting yeah hmm. that's crazy yeah well that's it it's good to know that you were downloading specials before because this whole oh, time i was like Remy coming around, you know, just trying to fuck, taking my taking my friends and dating them, fucking no. leeching and learning stand. I'm fucking around. No, no, no. <laughs> That's cool yeah, no. I, I feel. I mean, even Ben like said it to me like a while after we've been dating. He's like, "Well, you started stand up after we started hooking up," and I was like, "No." Oh, that's funny. Yeah, you had start. Yeah, that's yeah. You had yeah. started messing around with. Yeah. When when what um how long did you stay at UCB for? I did all of it. I finished advanced and then I was on an indie team um, for like a year. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then I, that's how I kind of got good quickly was the, I was like, you guys, I think I want to do stand up now. And they were like, that's great. You can still do our shows, but like, do you want to open with like 10 minutes of stand up before every show? And I was like, yeah. And doing stand up in front of an improv audience is like the nicest thing in the world because <laughs> they don't expect right. yeah. yeah anything. So then like written humor, they're like, wow. Right. This is great. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. There's plenty more of this interview with Remy Casmir, uh, which we are going to drop on Thursday. But for now, this has been Oops the Podcast. As always, follow Julio at Not Julio. Follow me at Francis CCLS. And check back in Thursday for more of Oops the Podcast.